What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 392. On this episode, I'm joined by Snappy. We talk about the Patreon, merch shop, Trump, politics, taxes, work, little league, car seats, credit, big brother, video games, the NBA, a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? We're joined by Snappy. Back at it again. Back at it like a crack addict, you know, because we smoke crack. Um, all right. Support our crack app at patreon.com slash podcast. All right. Be honest. We smoke marijuana, not crack. Marijuana, that's it. Um, but we have some patrons that support that, obviously. And that would be my mother. She doesn't, though. Uh, it's your boy, H.U.com, Graveyard Entertainment, and Forgotten One. Uh, keeping us float as the producers of the Patreon. Appreciate it. I uh, also have merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com, slash a podcast with Mo. If you would like a cool t-shirt or something, you know. Um Something I talked about like a couple months ago, I forgot until this moment. I need to transition this podcast over to Anchor so that it'll live forever <clears throat> without me paying a monthly subscription to keep it. I didn't afloat. think you liked it. So. Um, there was a time I didn't because every time I would listen to a podcast on Anchor, uh, they were very cheaply made. I felt like it was just people talking on their phone. But um, I listened to a couple like very professional podcasts that use it. And I think you can just upload your file and then it just adds like a little anchor <clears throat> ad on the front. But if it's that, I don't have to pay a monthly fee. That's something I do for this moving forward because, you know, yeah. we're not making new ones. But, um, you know, they've been pretty good. You know, not saying our listens are going up, but our episodes have been pretty good. So at least we're going to end on a high note, hopefully. And uh, someday, you know, you never know. It could come back whenever I'm a multimillionaire. Now, last week, they missed some good parts because it kept clipping out on us, and we didn't know. It did. I right. mean, because we, we was into one conversation. We missed, like, most of it. Yeah. we. It's like it included school and then also politics. And like, I don't remember, but we did get real deep into some shit. I think it was, like, the Clintons. I think that got cut out, the whole big thing about the Clintons. Oh, that's probably smart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why we're live this week. Um, well, the first thing I have on my list is Mar-a-Lago is rated. And that's Trump's golf course resort home thing i believe now separate of this uh trump's first wife uh, mother of his uh, first three kids i believe died a couple weeks ago and apparently they buried her on a golf course so that they would get this huge tax break about the golf course also being a cemetery and it's like kind of <clears throat> fucked but also kind of genius you know like uh anyway i just thought that was interesting but uh, mar-a-lago was rated and my big takeaway, so they was rated, I think, to like get like files and they took a safe and, you know, Trump tweeted that his uh, he was under siege, I believe. Now, I will say I personally don't think uh, they should you should go after political opponents in general. You know, I said this back when Trump was president and they were talking about <coughs> locking Hillary up. I didn't feel like you should use the government powers to lock up Hillary just because she's on the other political party as you. And I feel the same about Trump. Now I do kind of feel like a lot of this is political. Now I think there is, has to be a huge caveat because if they found out that Hillary Clinton killed a bunch of people or had them killed, you should definitely, that should be a thing, you know, just cause she's in politics. I mean, she should be immune. And then if Trump does some real fucked up shit, whatever, I don't even know what the fuck they rated shit for. Then he shouldn't be immune, obviously. Right. But like, because it is so politicized, it feels like that. Right. And it just feels like you're making a martyr out of him in a way by doing all this. Um, but I've seen a lot of Republicans saying, well, they shouldn't do this, but they were the ones yelling, lock her up and chance before. And I've seen Democrats being like this. They're all for it after before they've said, you know, like I said, so, uh, why does the president like have to give up you know, I understand, you know, they have to give up, you know, anything, any kind of income outside of the presidency while they're in office, right? It's not even that. It's not even that. Well, well, well no, I'm, I'm, I'm asking a question. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm um, saying. But and, and, I'm not going to explain that part real quick. Of You look at, uh, what was the one uh, that lost to George Bush? Jimmy Carter? Is that his name, right? Jimmy Carter? The president, the fucking white hair dude. He had to give up his peanut farm 
when he became president because the senators and this was just them being playing politics like anything else. They were like he could influence government to make peanuts go up the value of peanuts. So he could like and that was like such a big deal in the 70s. They like he had to give it up. And now he's went on to do like nothing but humanitarian work his whole life after he was president. He's like a fucking amazing person, apparently. But Trump was like the first president that did not give it up. And then even so, he made ambassadors and people from other countries feel like if they stayed at Trump hotels, then they would get preferential treatment. Yeah. So like, I mean, he did a lot of fucked up shit as far as his businesses go. Now, the, what I was getting at, though, is why did the senators and stuff that, that, you know, are, you know, fighting to lock him up for breaking these rules? How come that they don't have to give up their jobs? They're making comparable salaries, aren't they? To most of them have well, a lot of them are attorneys that can just work a little bit, you know, at law right. firms like that. Um, but yeah, they. I mean, the fact that they get to make all that money off of like stock trading, they're and lawyers shit. and doctors, and yeah. well, I think the stock trading shit's the fucked up shit because then they go and make laws that dictate what's going to happen in the economy after they right, go but, and trade I mean, shit. that that was my point as I was but getting. Yeah. I was like, why do they? They're bitching hardcore about this. I think and if I, a doctor became president, they could probably still be allowed to do surgeries. You know, like, I don't see how their governing would affect that if they want. Like, I don't think uh, Ron or Rand Paul does <laughs> surgeries these days. I mean, he's a doctor. I mean, he might. I don't fucking know. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know exactly what everyone's job is. I know James Langford from our state. He was a church camp counselor that's what he did when i was in high school he was like one of the main guys of falls creek and he would get up there and be like god speaking to you now that's just the summer i don't know what he did during the fucking year but whenever he became a fucking senator i was like that guy from falls creek because <laughs> we hated him we just all used to make fun of him because he was so fucking annoying um yeah I, I just think they all should have to give up whatever outside income they have if that's well, I mean, I don't even care about that. I think it's just, I don't think they should be making what they make as senators. I, I think they should have to be, you know, put in 40 for us. Put in 40 hours for the well, people. There was a thing in Roman times. Now, you could say this isn't a good example because Rome eventually collapsed, but we will too. Um, where only like the top 100 citizens, richest citizens paid taxes. No one else did. But because they did, they got to go around and like brag about it. You know what I mean? It was like they got to wear it as like an honor. Like, oh, yeah, I've paid the fucking taxes around here. All right. And I kind of like that. I mean, maybe we give special badges to the rich people and you're like, well, pay the lot and you'll go get special treatment. That's all they want. They want to be treated special. And we ain't got the money to do it. And even then, it's not really about collecting taxes. And this last year, we collected more taxes than ever, ever in the history of the United States. We collected more taxes last year. But yet we still have a bigger deficit than ever. Because it's not about the taxes. We just spend too much on shit. Right. Um, and then I'm sure a lot of people have seen this. The IRS is uh, some the bill was passed. It's called the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, which is fucking stupid because it won't reduce inflation. And they've already admitted it won't. I mean, it's been out for like a week and they've, they've voted for it and everything. Um, they're going to spend like $800 billion on a bunch of shit, which is just going to make inflation go up because they're printing all this fucking extra money. And then... Um, in it is they're going to hire the IRS is going to hire 87,000 more people just to audit the middle class. And so a lot of people are probably going to go to jail or get a lot of fines and shit because, you know, we all trust fucking tax slayer and turbo tax and who knows what the fuck. I mean, that's how I feel about I it. I use H&R Block. I pay the extra every year. Oh, hell yeah. There you go. Well, because if your taxes get fucked up, you do not have to appear. Yeah, in but court. you can still forget to uh, file something or bring something. So like for. If, for instance, someone gave you money through PayPal, Venmo, any of this shit online oh. that you don't think about, and if it's enough and they can track it, uh, they're going to probably get people on stupid Why are you going to fuck with the middle class more? Like, look, what I've already been bitching about all the time, like, oh, if you get food stamps, fucking come on, get free phone. So they already get phone, internet, healthcare, food stamps. Well, if you don't make so much, you don't even have to file taxes. So in a way, yeah, they will not at all go after the very poor. And then the rich people... Um, they have all these loopholes. They probably already. Got. I mean, so, so, but they're hiring all these people, and in it because this is what got them some flack. They put that you should the agents are going to have to work a minimum of fifty hours a week, um, going after these people working odd hours, going door to door, uh, carry a gun, and be able to use deadly force. No. So they're going to shoot people over taxes from the way they post. Absolutely the job. fucking not. I mean, how do we not ride in the streets? I just, it's crazy, but it's because. What they've done is they've gotten one side, uh, the Democrat kind of liberal side right here to be like paying taxes is a good thing. And you and they like they're very much on that side. And then you got the other side, which is like so pro cop 
um, that it's going to be hard for them to stand up to a cop coming to their door saying with a gun. You know, I mean, they're just come getting bending everyone into like, you're going to be OK with this. You know, there's going to be a very small few people that know. are against it. Uh, but anyway, that's been going around this week. So good luck, future Americans, uh, when this podcast doesn't exist, probably because the fucking I'm going to try to become an IRS auditor. Sounds like good money. I think they're paying you like 60,000 a year. Like I could do it and then not catch anyone. Like get them from the inside, you know, like try to get the job, pay me money and then I'll be shitty at it. Cause apparently that's how most people are in government. They just don't try. <laughs> and, uh, I think, <laughs> you know, I think some of them young and gun ho, they go in there with all bright ideas and actually have good intentions. And then the older people are like, no man, that ain't how this shit works. Yeah, it could be. I, I mean, bet they get deflated real fast. When I before I took the job I have now, and the only reason I took it is because I had one day to decide one of those dumb shit things, and uh, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'll do it." Uh, but I had an, an interview for another job that I probably would have got because um, I typed. It has like fifty words a minute or something shit like that. I typed so faster than I realized I did, and then they were like, "Yeah, come in." It was a government job, paid forty thousand a year just to do data entry, and I probably should have went and done that interview. But in my mind, I was like, just typing numbers in all day. I don't know if I could do it. You know, I'd go crazy. So, uh, but I think about it, like there, the government just is full of jobs like that. You know, just people doing mindless dumb shit. Oh, it gets odd because I've been have to like. With them switching systems, we had a couple of cells not pushing, or I'd say a couple, about half cells right. not pushing through, and uh, I've been having to manually enter them. I'm spending like six hours a day fucking knocking this shit out. Yeah. And it, it's fucking off while, you know, of course, I have to get up and go to the counter and all that. But, right. Yeah, dude. I mean, just type of shit. It's like, right now, my hands are all fucked. Now, my health-wise, I do feel this week I'm a little better. I know it's hard to measure because I still got some, you know, the same effects I've always had, but I just feel a little better this week, in my oh, opinion. Good. So uh, hopefully eventually it'll all come back. Um, looking forward to that if it ever does. Uh, but my job has been fucking crazy. You know, I work at a school and school's about to start <clears> and <throat> it's just it's wild. Teachers fucking just stealing other computers from other people. So they show up and no one has some has the shit they need. And you're like, where did everything go? You know, it's it's mayhem. But eventually, it'll calm down. But for like probably the next month, it's going to be. Crazy. Well, you ever see the people they hire for janitors? It's usually they bring their whole damn family up there, and the kids just run the <laughs> hallways. So it, it's been the way. Is the school I'm talking worked. about? Um, they have a guy. They call him Flash because he's really slow at getting to anything, and it's really funny. But um, people catch him sleeping all the time, and he'll just like knock off somewhere and go to sleep, and. Uh, they hired this woman a couple years ago because they needed help. And then like within a couple months, they got married. Like they started dating and got married. Like it's janitor. It's like, they just couldn't a janitor love a janitor love. They could not. And, uh, it's, I don't know. It's funny to me for some reason about this. Um, he couldn't mop without thinking about WAP. Oh yeah. And then this motherfucker, he rides one of those little wax machines just down. Like he rides it like it's a go-kart. Or like his golf cart around the school, and he'll be so you'll hear like beep beep beep, and he's just sitting on it, just walk. Ain't got no intentions, nothing to do. <laughs> I saw him riding it to paint. <laughs> he would scoot and then paint a little bit. <laughs> like, oh my god, damn! So anyway, I know some fun characters at my job, but um, anyway, it's fun shit. Um, all right, something happened this week in Oklahoma that made a big news, and this is like. I love the, my initial feeling of this because it's like such like I'm so turning such an old man about it. Um, but I think you'll agree. Maybe not. Now, there was this little league game that happened where a pitcher hit a kid in like the temple helmet area. Right. It hit his helmet, I believe, but like around the temple and uh, the kid took his base. And then the pitcher was like staring down at the ground like he was all like felt bad because he hit a kid in the helmet or something. He was all shook. Look like he's kind of crying. Yeah. And then. The kid on first base came and hugged the pitcher. And then that's basically the story, right? And then everyone's sharing it and they're like, such great sportsmanship. And uh, a lot of Republican conservative tops, in particular in my timeline, are the ones sharing this. They're like, love to see it. Good sportsmanship. And my first thought was, that's some pussy shit. Like, I can't imagine in our day, and again, maybe this is different times. If one of my teammates was either one of those kids, I just couldn't imagine it where it was like the pitcher hit someone and then felt bad. That's fucking some pussy shit right there. Right. I mean, let's just be real. And then 
to be the kid at first place goes, I'm gonna go give him a hug. And then even him doing it, the fact he hugs him and the pitcher doesn't shove him off, like get the fuck off me. Cause I don't know why I thought that was gonna happen. Cause if it's me and I do feel bad for some reason, if someone just comes up and hugs me, I'd be like, you fucking pussy quit touching me. Am I, am I off Man, base? I know you see the kids nowadays. The kids nowadays are not the same as we were. There's, a, there's not much manliness. They in got the, small taints. So that's the problem. Uh, being masculine's uh, frowned upon. So what are they going to do? And, I mean, and I'll be real honest. I don't know if it's even being masculine because I don't know if that was my idea as a kid. And I don't feel like I was homophobic. I just was like, you're not supposed to touch me like that. I don't know. It was just different. I just felt like yeah, it I would have gave him a high five or something, you know. I mean, but, but even then, yeah. if he was on the other team and he was socked up, I would go like, "Yeah, you fucking suck. You fucking hit me in the head." Like you'd be trying to get all the advantages yeah. in the world. I just don't. It reminds me of that stupid fucking commercial, that basketball one, and it goes, "Coach." I tipped the ball. It was really out of bounds on me. It was on for like 15 years. And then the coach is like, tell the ref. And then he tells, and then the ball goes to the other team. You're like, what kind of loser is in a I fucking. I wouldn't say a fucking word. Goddamn. <laughs> what fuck is wrong you, with man? this They shit. didn't catch it. That's the game. That's part of the game. So anyway, I have a big I problem mean, with I, this getting celebrated. Every day we talk about politicians loopholes. Y'all leave my fucking little middle class loopholes alone. <laughs> if I want to fucking. I ain't fucking saying I touched that ball. I got an extra win. I fucking, you know what I mean? Fuck yeah, it. I just, I think it's odd how much love it's getting, you know? And so I had to just I share my first thought of like. I wasn't really tripping, but yeah, I wouldn't be sitting there pounding at the ground. Hell, I used to be a, a pitcher in a practice. I had this one kid that wouldn't fucking swing the bat. And I'd throw him probably 30 fucking strikes. he just sat there and watch him go by. Finally, I'd start fucking pegging him. And I was like, well, my arm's tired now. You should have hit the first 30 fucking pitches. Swing the goddamn bat and I'll quit hitting you. Right. And the parents just let this shit go on in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, it was just a different time. It was like, time. I would sit there and talk shit to my, my own teammates at practice. Like, quit being a pussy. Swing the goddamn bat. Right. Well, that was all part of it. Like, I we played a lot of basketball at church with like this outdoor cage fucking sort of scenario where you can, I'm sure you're familiar uh, with what I'm talking about. And there was just like so many near fights. They didn't really become fights, but a lot of like bouncing fucking basketballs off people's foreheads and like fucking like people just talking so much trash. that you're like, they're going to fight at any moment, you know, uh, but that was just part of it. Or like anytime you played football, uh, if you're a receiver, you're all of a sudden the diva receiver and you're like talking shit, you know, like even like two below. Like that's just how you played it. I don't know. Maybe. What you ain't going to do? You ain't going to do shit. Right. I mean, God, that's part of it. It's competitive. Yeah. It's shit talking. Or, and like, and if you're the D back in the you're like, well, how many have you caught? Oh, that's right. You haven't caught any. You know, you would just, that's what you, you just like, talk shit. Like my, one of my favorite, my probably one of my favorite movies of all time, the program. Yeah. So you know, oh, uh, well, my doggies just marched over your end zone. We're about to go in for a touchdown. You know, this old hillbilly just like, oh, my doggie just scored. I right. mean, just talking shit. And I, w- I was the same guy. I was the catcher, like Major League, sitting there talking shit to the Dude, fucking bat. The umpire would look at me and be like, you really got to stop. Yeah, see, I always wondered how that went because I was never a catcher, but all the catchers did that. They all talked a lot of shit. I mean, like a, when you're real young. And I was like, do the umpires care? Like, I never understood how that worked. One umpire got it because I was trying to copy Major League. Like, so what <laughs> What issues of Playboy did you read? You know, I, I read the April issue. <laughs> I remember there was a kid, his name was Art or Arthur, probably, if I had to guess, uh, from Geronimo. And he used to just always be like, he banged your sister last night. And it was funny to me because I'm an only child, you know, so I don't really give a fuck. But so I'd always be laughing about it. And it never, it just never got in my head like that. But I know people were always crazy. Speaking of Geronimo, that one year in fourth grade, well, when you uh, transferred or I went to Temple. Yeah. And uh, I played ball there and we went to Geronimo. That is, I will never forget this fucking ballpark. I don't know if this motherfucker was still around when you were there. This motherfucker at home play, he he would run a one umpire show. There wasn't no other uh, <laughs> fucker there ever. This, uh, this is Geronimo, but if they motherfucking threw you out at first, this motherfucker would run all the way down the first baseline screaming the whole time. You're all the way till you got the first base in your face. Out. He would do it every time and then 
I mean, he would. Right, he really put, got into. It. He'd put on a whole fucking show. Well, I, I do miss. I mean, because right now when you see the videos online of Little League and stuff, it's always a young guy getting fed up with parents being assholes. And I feel like there in my day there were the moms that yelled and were angry, but they had no power. You know what I mean? And like the umpire really felt like he ran it. I don't know. Like it felt like people respected it more back in the day. The umpire turned around, kick you out of the field. <laughs> like, Powell tells got, him, talks about how his mom used to get kicked out of like every other baseball game. I got kicked out of Paul's Valley because the umpire was talking shit to my mom when some mother was like, come on, because he made a bad call. Right. And he looked over and started talking shit to my mom. I couldn't let that shit go. So the whole game, I'm just moving spots. I'm like, Fucking big asshole, fucking pussy, can't even fucking see a strike. He'll look around. I'll be sitting there like I wasn't doing nothing. Right. I was pestering the whole guy. He knew it was me and he fucking kicked me out. And I went to complain. He was the head of the go goddamn facility. <laughs> so I had to serve my two week suspension. Right. And then at one of Trinity. Yeah, because y'all were, yeah, Trinity was like a big softball person. Like y'all were like really into that, right? That was Sometimes. a Colton's baseball. But yeah, Trinity oh. softball, that was a whole different. She played on his competitive ass team. And Which is so, I mean, not funny, but it's like, Hard to believe because she seems so not that now, you know. Yeah, she was pretty good. She was a good slap bunner. Right. Um, and uh, we went to Lexington, and none of the teams could hit our pitcher, so they started calling illegal calls. And so I started videoing the umpire, and he was the head of the whole facility, and he started going around telling the umpires what to call, and I started videoing him, telling him I was going to report it. They got us police escorted out. They gave us a third-place trophy and said, get out of here. You know, we and they went and got the cops and they surrounded us and made us all leave. It's crazy that cops get involved in this, but you know, fucking white people, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. We we played uh, eight a.m. to three a.m. one night when we got state runner up. I remember that shit, like going to those like tournaments. I mean, we weren't. I didn't even play uh, like in a tournament team, but just. Even like your normal team, there would be like a tournament at Comanche or whatever one weekend. It'd be like a double elimination and you would be there at 1 a.m., fucking nine years old, playing fucking baseball. And all the parents are like half asleep in this dance. All right. Let's look. And you're so, like, I have to take off my cup. It hurts. It so hurts baseball was was kind of cool. It's kind of fun to play, but it's horrible to watch in my 100%. opinion. 100%. Y'all go check out some fucking 10 to 14 or 10 to 18 year old softball. Them fucking little girls fucking get after it and they're fucking entertaining games. I went right when they start fast pitch, they start right. that competitive because when we watched Trim, we was all into it. <coughs> That's when I started learning the rules of softball. Right. And I mean, it's just a much funner sport to watch. I mean, they chant in the dugout. It makes it a whole fun for the whole. Th it's right. fun. Yeah. I, I enjoyed baseball one time and then I'm sure I've told a story before, but one summer I. I guess it was when I went to nerd camp, maybe. Or maybe it was I just one summer I went to Colorado because my grandpa lived there. But I just didn't play one year. And I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> like, because from like five years old up until whatever summer that was, like every summer, all of your June is baseball. Yeah. And then you get like a little bit of July and school starts. And I didn't have that. I was like, I'm doing, why the fuck would I play baseball? So I didn't play for like two or three years. And then I got back into it and I could not hit a fucking baseball to save my life. I just, I could not follow the ball to my bat, my eyes. I always kept looking up, right? Like as soon as I go down, I would just look back up and I was always really good at fielding. So uh, when I came back from where they put me a second base and I would just fucking be laying out for, uh, line drives. I just really enjoyed all that shit. But yeah, I just couldn't hit, which was weird. So somehow like, I was always one of the key players growing up. I was pretty good at ath athletics. And I ended up, after I went to Temple, because I would always play, you know, in the infield, like, you know, third base, shortstop, first base. Played second base when I went to Temple. And I came back, and this motherfucker, like, knew me from before I moved. Oh, he'll make a good catcher. And, I, and they made me try out in this little catcher competition, and I got drafted first. And I don't, of course, the shittiest team, right. you know, so I was like, I was, I was a fucking stud on this day. I mean, I carried a thousand batting average, like the first eight games. It was, it was stupid. Made fourth unanimous pick on the all-star. And then I got benched because the coaches drafted his son illegally on there and started him at catcher. I was so mad. But anyways. And then I started pitching and I was catching. And then when I got into junior high, a fucking younger, uh, younger grade catcher fucking beat me out. He was better. He transferred from Dixon. Uh, he was seventh grader. I was eighth grader. So I finally got beat out, lost my starting job. But our right fielder couldn't fucking hit for shit. 
it'd been a long time since I played in the field, man. I, right. I, I, you know, fly balls are a little tricky if you ain't done it before. Yeah. And so I'd be, so basically I ended up being the DH because my on bat, my on base averages, I hit bloopers. Okay. I look for the hole in the field and that's where I'm going to hit the ball. Before I took my two year break, I played, I remember playing left field a lot. And they'd put me at first base every once in a while, but I wasn't really tall enough for first base. You know, you want like a taller kid. Um, and then when I, so I came back, they put me a second. I, I remember being decent at hitting beforehand, but for some reason just lost it after that. Yeah. So, uh, that whole fucking year I fucking, uh, DH'd and then all of a sudden he decided to start me at left field for a game. And then he gave me the still sign. <laughs> I mean, of course I'm going to get on oh, base. I, always, I could never, I've never been able to slide ever. And so when I was like, no, nah, I got to have a pretty clear, uh, pretty well, clear go ahead. I was always the catcher before. So they always had someone run for me. I'd get on base and then, right. you know, put, put someone in so I could put my gear back on. Right. And, but I didn't have to do that more. So they just going to have me run the base. I got from about me to you and I dove head first. I sent that kid into about shortstop. I cracked his ribs. They threw me out of the game and injected me for two more and said I intentionally done it. I just didn't fucking know how to slide. I, right. I ain't fucking See, slid. I always was a, if I had to slide, I was going head first. I could not do feet a foot slide. I, I had this weird fear that a rock was going to be there and it was going to like destroy my leg or something. I don't know why. I just well, had the same. I was like, I, I can't do it. No, that's why they do all them uh, greats and stuff before the game. I understand, so, but I just couldn't. And then even like at practice, like, I just do it. I'm like, no. Can't, yeah, can't so after my eighth grade year, I went ahead and played that summer and I ended up uh, get, uh, talking to coach and let me pitch a couple of games because I was running out of pitchers and I was catcher. And uh, I, threw t- I ended up coming in and I threw a no hitter. <laughs> I would have had a perfect game, but I walked one motherfucker. And uh, threw a no hitter, and then I come in and closed and threw a no hitter, but they wouldn't let me pitch anymore because they wanted me a catcher. And then I got into football. Well, I was already into football a little bit. The high school coach, you know, the freshman year, you're about to fucking go to high school. There was four of us that went went up, and that motherfucker, he didn't like the way I swung. He he wanted me to roll my wrist over like you're supposed to. Couldn't fucking hit the ball after that. Yeah, I mean, he he would make he would make me run. If I didn't swing his way, so all right, I've talked long enough. Yeah. Anyway, there's y'all's baseball talk. Get got it all in. Um, <clears throat> another random nostalgic thought I had this week is I'm really glad I grew up for having the memories before all the car seat stuff. So I'm sure since you've had kids, y'all have always had to have them like car seats around. Maybe some people don't care, but I remember when I was a when I was younger, I knew one kid in school whose mom cared about whatever the like weight rules and shit were because it used to not really be enforced. But like there was one person, and everyone made fun of him when he was in like second grade, still in the car seat. But I, I have no memory of being in a car seat. I have a memory of being three, four years old, standing straight up in the passenger seat as my mom drove around in like an old Mustang or whatever she had. Right. And I'm just standing up in the front seat like it was a different time. I also remember going on lots of trips where I slept above the trunk, like in the window, like your little body could fit up there because that used to be how cars were made. I don't know if they are anymore because uh, all I have are hatchbacks these days, but uh, I would just sleep up. Th- I, don't, I don't It was just such a different time. And now it's like, well, make sure you got your car seat. You got the the, the booster seats, you know, and all this different yeah, shit. Yeah, we got, hell, we went from Long Grove to the fucking Lake Murray over at Ardmore in the back of a truck. Yeah. Oh, uh, I remember uh, going from Marlowe to Warica in the back of Pod's truck uh, that our Aunt Penny was married to this guy named Pod. And I, they moved to Marlowe for one year. And I stayed the night with Rusty. And it was six in the morning. Them two in the cab, Penny and Pod, me and Rusty in the bed of the truck fucking trying to huddle together underneath a toolbox going fucking 65 in the i was so cold and it's not a short trip from marlowe to warica 40 40 minutes uh i was like the whole time being like i don't think this is legal Yo, and i don't think my mom in would that like part this. of the country guys there is no hills no nothing it is all flat land so you can feel every whip that wind has oh yeah <laughs> i mean it is horrible i mean i i, I wonder if rusty remembers that i definitely remember it but they had to take me home <laughs> to work because so they just get in the back of the truck um yeah and what what's lake murray to are more like 20 minutes probably more probably about th- 30, 35, by the time I got in to where they was going, you right. know. Yeah, I'm a lot of jumping in the bed of trucks back in the day. Uh, like you said, man, it was just a different time, 80s, 90s, and now. Oh, my God. Right. Well, I'm glad Halloween's not like it was, but I think about that, too, of like, 
one of my favorite Halloweens, I guess I was in seventh grade and, uh, we had some eighth graders with us as well, like some of the cool kids. And uh, they were all in the back of my dad's truck. And he's the one that drove us around to toilet paper people. And my dad's like, I, all my friends found him funny. I was always embarrassed at the time, of course, because that's how you are. And then in hindsight, you're like, I guess he was funny. But I remember this one black kid who's a year older than me named Casey. And he all he was in that phase where he was just always grabbing his dick, right? Like over his pants and shit. And my dad be like, don't worry, Casey, it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> like, and I thought it was the funniest. And like everyone <laughs> laughed. And I was like, no one gakes fun of Casey, right? He was like so cool. But my dad just thought it was funny. And it was. But uh, I remember that was the year a teacher shot us with BB guns as we uh, toilet paper to say it was like a fucking war zone it was a different time but i'm glad now kids don't do that because i am married to a teacher and i wouldn't want to have the all but they don't do that shit nah man and then you start you know having egg wars and then the people show up with the fucking hard boiled legs and fucking run the fun i will say i've never i never did the eggs or anything i always kept the toilet paper and whipped your there, there was a certain like we'd have high school wars you know freshman through right. senior and you just team up with your class and fuck, i want to say it was probably Six when I was sixteen because of, you know it's somebody newly getting lives. Maybe I was fifteen and my, so my friends were sixteen. But we went and we uh, a few of us started and we started toilet papering our friends. And I had with toilet paper like I don't know what this. We're getting the next person, right? We were going from house to house, and an old lady called the cops on us for getting uh, one of our friends Clayton. Uh, and this is like the dot before Halloween, you know. And then we're at the next person's house. Cops fucking roll up. We're in the middle of toilet paper in Justin Boone's house, and his mom comes out and is like, "I'm not pressing charges." I told them they could toilet pay. Like she's like trying to be, you know, a real one and all that. And, uh, they all line us up and the cops start taking everyone's name. And I'll never forget this for my whole life. Uh, and Trevor's right before me, my friend Trevor, and his name's Trevor Smith. And I, I don't want to tell him his name, but it's important in the story. And then he goes, Trevor Smith, T R E V O R S M I T H. And that cop's like, are you being a smart ass? And he was like, I'm not being a smart ass. Like it was just so funny. Uh, whereas in a lot of people were being assholes, you know, to the cops and, Trevor was very nervous. Anyway, it was good times. But yeah, fucking cops in small towns, you know, getting pissed at you for dumb shit. Um, all right. Another thing that happened this week is me and Koopy uh, went to the bank because we have to get a loan to do some like maintenance on our house. You know, we've done some math of like, should we move or just remake this house better? Um, and so we're, I guess, going to try to get a loan because it's fucking housing market's crazy and we got like a crazy good interest rate and all that shit on this house uh, compared to what you could get currently. And, uh, so anyway, we went to the bank, but I learned I have good credit and that's kind of news to me. I don't, I never said didn't think I had bad credit. I thought it'd be like, okay. Yeah. But they were like, oh no, you can do, get whatever you want. You're, you got that sort of credit. And I was like, oh shit. So now that's. I would never take advantage because some I learned from my parents. Both my parents have amazing credit as well. And like we'd go into a place like when I got a truck my senior year of high school, it was a 1996 Dodge Dakota, I believe. And uh, I believe that's the year. And anyway, and they were checking my parents. They're like, you could get such a good deal on a brand new vehicle. My mom goes, he doesn't deserve a brand new vehicle. You know, like he ain't getting it. And um, because like my parents have good credit because they don't overextend themselves you know they're like yeah it's like i got a problem it's like oh, i want it fuck it i work hard i'm gonna buy it now it's so fucking dumb i can go to businesses and manage their money and fucking make them flourish but i fucking can't do my own. I, I just choose not to okay right i understand well and a lot of ours we you know i paid off this car and we paid off we pay off two cars we have no car payments we right yeah we don't cars. at the moment and that's why we think we can afford this you know to get this done but Anyway, it's a cool feeling, but it's like, let's not go crazy. You know, we're going to get something reasonable. Well, we're talking about maybe doing the same type of thing because I really want to go out kind of outside of town. That'd just be more my cup of tea. Yeah. But I don't think I'll be able to afford to. So, and they just sold a fucking house right around the corner. There's a much, it's about 200 square feet smaller and a little bit shittier than ours for like a fucking 130,000. And ours is sitting over there at like fucking seventy, right. like appraise. So like you know, we could just get it reappraised and get the difference because our foundation needs done bad. That's what, and that's what we're doing. Uh, like our whole back sill along the edge. We got of our a house couple quotes broke. on the foundation, but they came in done like our back of our house is three inches lower than the front of the house. And then when you walk around, there's just like all kinds of shit around here. But it's because Oklahoma has more earthquakes than any other state in America, so. Oh, uh, it was $13,300 to do three quarters of it and add another 3000 to finish out. Yeah, ours was a lot more. We we got Ramjack, which was a lot more expensive. They quoted 20 
Yeah, as Battle of the Arts was for them. And then, uh, but that would also replace some subflooring that we need to replace. And so I'm like, well, it'd be convenient to not have to get a separate person to do that. I don't so, know what company my uh, wife called, but the dude was real nice, seemed professional. Right. Yeah. I mean, both people were great. Um, but anyway, we, uh, new world, you know, being an adult, trying to figure all that shit out. So, um, and now personally, this house I've never enjoyed. So it's kind of one of those like, God damn it, we're going to put more money in this fucking shitty place. But also, like I said, uh, I think we have like a three point something percent. Fuck yeah. That's fixed where everyone, everything now they want to adjust it every three years and shit. So uh, I think we just got to hold on to it or whatever. But well, anyway. hold on to that fixed interest rate. Fuck the moving interest rate. That's, <laughs> no. how, they, that's, how, everybody, that's how they fuck everybody. Yeah. 100 is they were talking about that on how this other one would be uh that we would get and i'm like yeah but it's on that it's a small enough amount of money that wouldn't be that big of a difference but if it was like your whole fucking mortgage payment it would be a big fucking difference so you know those few percentage points um all right another random shit is big brother is very good this year i don't know if i mentioned that with you before but me and kubi have been watching it i i went back and decided the last good year was season 17 and this is season, I think, 24. So it's been a while. It's been a while since I've thought it was real good. And uh, this season is just a good season of Big Brother. If anyone out there is interested or cares, it's on Paramount+. Plus. Um, they do three episodes a week. So it's just something you can really fucking get into if you like want something to watch. And I think what I enjoy about it is because the last few years people like whoever wins like the head of household who's like the person who nominates people to go home everyone's like well, who do you want out we'll just vote the way you want and it's like what the fuck is this not a game and whereas in this year people are like let's backdoor people like like they're doing all kinds of sneaky shit right and then like every week someone's getting voted out you're like oh that person was pretty good you know so uh well, it's made it more fun. exactly it makes it more fun people out it makes it more fun for sure and uh like what was a good point is there's a big alliance and they thought they're running the game, but everyone left over. They formed another alliance called the leftovers. And then the people that were like, they'll never band together. And like, it was just so like, it seems scripted almost, but I don't think it was. And then, then they've been running it. But now some people now are like, is it time we turn on them and get with the other? And you're like, Oh shit. So if you care about uh junk reality TV, pretty good shit. I would say, um, I will probably ca- cancel Paramount plus as soon as it's over. I just don't care about any other shows on that. You know, they they said they're gonna bring back Ink Master, so I guess maybe that's something to stick around for. I used to love fucking Ink Master, but they have all new judges, and so they're not bringing back the original judge from the first ten seasons or however many there were. So it might be too weird. So if they take know. away the shit that makes the shows good, where well Oliver Peck, uh, I guess he had some blackface thing come out. And so where he dressed up as Magic Johnson a few years ago in all blackface, and I'm like, I get how that's bad, but. I don't know. I don't think he was racist. He could be. I don't fucking know him, of course. Uh, and so once they got rid of him, I think they were like, well, let's get all new judges uh, to make so it doesn't single him out or something. But um, I used to love Ink Master for the fact I only have one uh, shitty tattoo. Um, I enjoy watching it on TV. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. uh, also got a new video game this week called Horizon Forbidden West. It is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, which are both PlayStation games. So if people don't know about these, they're set like in the far, far future where people are like nomadic again, you know, like there's not civilizations or like basically like native Americans kind of what they look like, but all different races. And, um, you're fighting robot dinosaurs. So like there's like machine animals and shit and it's fucking crazy concept, but it's really fun. And I love the first game. It was on my top 100 video game episode. Me and Brad did, you know, I was a really big fan of it. And so I really wanted to play the sequel, but I had this new rule where I was like, well, I wasn't buying anything until it goes on sale. So it went on sale it was 30% off this week. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go ahead and buy it. And, uh, I think I'm kind of just out of video games in a way of big games. Cause this game is huge. It's one of those like, massive open world kind of like a red dead redemption too right like you look at the map you're like god damn this map's fucking huge and everything's super good graphics super great detail but there's part of me it's like it's just it like it feels like a chore to play sometimes you know what i mean some of these huge games whereas in the really the games that have gripped me the last uh, few months are small games that I'm like, here's a few mechanics, and you kind of get the hang. You're like, oh, this is fun little thing. But uh, you know, I'm playing it every day. I enjoy it, but I'm only doing like 30 minute hour chunks where I think I need to play them in like multiple hour. I just don't game like that anymore. You know, like how often do I have fucking five hours to just sit there and play games? Um, but I need to do that, I guess, to like really get into the game. So I think it's really, really good. 
Um, but I've also always had a hard time with the third person open world, like where you see your whole character's body running in front of you. And then it's a huge, I just prefer when you're, you're seeing out of their eyeballs, like, you know, it's first person. Well, all those are better. I don't know. I grew up with watching the characters because, you know, technology wasn't that advanced yet. So I'm, I'm totally cool with that. I didn't, I don't, I always, to me, I think it's like Grand Theft Auto three was the first open world game of course I, I think most people played because i think it was the first one that existed on playstation 2 and um it was good you know i really liked it and that's third person or whatever but there was some about that that was like okay it's kind of arcadey you just go do your missions whatever but the first game that like i got addicted to and i didn't even own it was elder scrolls 3 morrowind which came out two of them before skyrim and uh i would go down to my friend josh's house do his summer chores with him just so I could watch him play this game. And at that one, you look through the people's eyes and the world would just seem so much bigger. And I don't know, it seemed uh, like it just really gripped me. Right. And then I got the fourth one uh, when it came out and Skyrim, of course, I you know really played the two fuck out of those two games. So I think there's something about, it. I just love the whole, you see your hands doing shit. I have trouble in that mode. I, I don't. Right. I don't play well. Koopy can't either. Like I've had Koopy when I had Skyrim. Be like, hey, a lot of you know, not to be sexist, but a lot of girls also like Skyrim because it's you know not just like a manly thing. And she tries, but she just gets where like she's in a corner staring up. You know, because like she can't. And I guess also I came during that Call of Duty era when I was in college. Everyone played Call of Duty multiplayer, and uh, this was like World at War, uh, Modern Warfare Two, those that time frame. And so I got so good at like the the dual sticks that I just really enjoy first person better. And I'm not very good at third person games. I don't feel like well, not as good. It like Bond was a thing in 99. Yeah. Goldeneye was first Goldeneye, person. Yeah. So like everyone, they always thought they was. Of course, you know, I was around football guys. So NCAA and Madden were always big. I always wanted all the sports games to have first person modes. I always thought, I think they did try it in 2K one year. Back when the NFL, you know, had a 2K and a Madden where like if you saw through the helmet, it's like if you were the quarterback and you really couldn't see the peripherals, like it would be much, much more realistic, you know, or whatever. But I think it'd be really hard. Yeah. I was kind of like, you remember that one year Madden did the pass vision and like one of the sticks was where your quarterback was looking. And so you could look one way and throw the other way or if but you, it wouldn't be as accurate, but if you matched them up, then it would like be more accurate. And, and that was too much. I remember playing it being like, what the fuck? I mean, how are we many? I like those EA games. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that's when they added it. I'm, people are saying the new Madden looks good, but I'll have to see it to believe it. And again, this was the year I was going to say no more NBA 2K. I've played it every year since uh, the year MJ was on it back and they didn't have the Michael Jordan challenge on shit. And then what they do, they fucking bring back the Michael Jordan challenge. They have Michael Jordan on the fucking cover of the Legendary Edition. They drop all these fucking trailers where you can play in the 80s and the 80s style where people are fucking clotheslining you and shit. And I'm like, how am I not going to get this right? Like they make it look so good, but I'm not going to, God damn it, because I know it'll be on sale very quickly or maybe even for free on some fucking uh, these packages or whatever. And most of it all just breaks down to online shit. And then you got to wait for this. Do this online challenge and this challenge. It's not what it used to be. But God damn it, their marketing is good. And so I'm just so like, what, what would be your top five NBA starting lineup? Uh, Like to all compete time. or just like my five favorite or like five what's favorite point guard to center. Like what would you what would you like to see a team like anybody? Oh, I'm just going to go with my favorite instead of best because it's easier for me. Um, My favorite point guard. Uh, I'm going to go with Gary Payton because as a kid, I loved Gary Payton. And I I just enjoy him a lot. And shooting guard, I love Kobe, so I would say Kobe. Um, I don't think he's better than Michael Jordan. I just am just he's my favorite player when I was a kid. And um, shoot, small forward. I mean, if we can like say that Kevin Durant's a small forward, I would put him there. I mean, not that I love his favorite, but he's like a cheat code. Well, he's we, like a seven when one. we was growing up, I mean, small forward and power forward kind of was, they played both. Right. Well, well, Kevin Durant was a small forward in Oklahoma City. He just now plays more power forward, but he used to be a small forward. Okay. And uh, I really liked Charles Barkley when I was a kid as well, so I'd probably do him at power forward. And I've never really liked centers. I've never had a center that I love that I can think off the top of my head. Like, I hated Shaq when I was a kid. I hated uh, Tim Duncan, which I guess he's more of a power forward. I just think a lot of centers are fucking um, boring, you know? So I'm trying to think of who's like a center that's not boring, but it's hard to... I guess Steven Adams, because he... Again, that's a homer pick, but uh, I enjoy him. Well, you always see people putting these teams together, and I was just saying, man, if I had a team I really thought could beat absolutely anybody, I would go Magic at the, pe- at the point guard. I would go Michael Jordan at shooting guard. 
At small forward, I would go Larry Bird. At power forward, I would go Dennis Rodman. Who needs five shooters, right? And then at center, I would go fucking Shaq. And I, just, and I think that was, I mean, that's a very good team. Now, I think there's a team that can beat that for sure. I think if you're going what could win for sure, I think Steph Curry has to be the point guard because it adds such a crazy dimension to the, like, the geometry of basketball. All of a sudden, you have to guard out to half court. Oh, no, he's amazing, but. Like, it breaks shit. Like, if I, if I was to get my favorite point guard, it'd be Isaiah Thomas the, of right. Detroit. I just Pistons, think, but. I think Steph could break any of it, but. I know it's, it also depends what era you're playing. You know, like the roles matter for sure. You know, back in the days when you watch, you know, we're talking the 80s and 90s, there was hand checking. That means guys going for a still hit your hand. That wasn't a foul. Whereas I'm, it now, if that happens, that's a foul meal. That changed everything. I mean, I'm just putting Rodman. I ain't going Depends Rod- what Rodman you get. If you get San Antonio, you, I want, Rodman, the, I want the, re, the rebound Rodmans. Right. I want. Um, all right, I don't really have much else, but yeah, that's basketball is going to start again. Right now, everything is dead as fuck. Uh, Kevin Durant still requesting trades from the Nets. It's crazy how he just said, fuck it, I'll be the guy that requests trades from everywhere. I mean, he didn't ever re- request a trade from the Thunder, but we were pissed about that at the time. We're like, God damn, we could have got something for you. You just left us for fucking nothing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, new the newest rumor is he might go to the 76ers, join back with Harden. Uh, See, so yeah, I don't know how they're... Apparently the Nets are asking for so much for him that no one's going to do it, but he's going to keep bitching about it. You know, I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. I kind of, I said this when uh, the blunt doctor was on here. Part of me still thinks it's kind of all a ploy. I think it's Kevin Durant fucking with the media and fucking with other teams. Like, you know, the Celtics say, Hey, we'll give you Jalen Brown and whoever all of a sudden now Jalen Brown feels some type of way. You know, I do. I kind of feel like KD's like, listen, I can take the heat because everyone hates me online anyway. So let's make up every fucking rumor there is about trade me to whoever just to fuck with the other teams. Like, I mean, I think that'd be awesome, but I don't know if it's true, you know, getting people's head. Right. But I could see him and Kyrie being like, yeah, that's a good plan. <laughs> he's such a good player, but he, after he left Oklahoma city and just the way he's interacted with the other teams is he's starting well, he, to get, he's starting to get harder to lock a little bit, a little bit. Well, I think what is interesting from my point of view about him is that he had this, he has this body and like these abilities that are like, he could have been a top five all time. And he still can. I mean, there's still a possibility if he does enough, you know, something crazy happens and he like wins however many in a row with somebody, maybe. But I think his career went the worst possible. Like you do it a hundred times, we're like in a bottom ten of his career. Like the fact he didn't win any without the Warrior. He joined the Warriors, had all these wins and all that. And I understand like he didn't want to play with Russ or whatever the reason. I don't give a fuck. But either way, him joining a team that's won like that, you're not going to get the credit for taking them there that you think he would have as being like a savior type guy. Uh, and then for him to go to the Nets and it go as badly as it has so far, and then him won out. Like it just, I can't imagine going too much worse unless he was like injuries or something, you know? Um, whereas then I think, I, I really wish the Thunder would have let him be the LeBron of the Thunder, though. Apparently, he, that's why he left. It's like, Nike wanted to put a giant billboard up of him like they had for LeBron in Cleveland. And the Thunder said, no, we're not about one guy. We're about a team. We won't let him do it. And that kind of soured him and it started going downhill after that. So I kind of wish they would have been like, yeah, we are Kevin Durant. Let him be the fucking man, you know. But then again, uh, I enjoy the team the Thunder have at this exact moment. And I think it could be fun. So you just kind of enjoy the journey. I think they can be really good in a couple of years, but you know, hell, he'll make 32 trades about in three years. Right. Well, right <laughs> now, I think Steph Curry's the player on, that's been on this team the longest, him and Damian Lillard, I think. And um, it's very rare for a guy to like want to stay with a team. You know, like that's just not how it is anymore at this moment. And I think it was the CBA and all the deals they have in place is what happens like so they used to have it where guys would get long-term contracts and they would get like all this extra money but now guys can just take a two-year deal and then re-sign up at a new rate so it makes more sense for them to take short deals and when you take short deals you're more likely to get traded or it'd be easier to get traded so like i understand how it's happened but it does make it like hard to root for the team you know when your guys are fucking yeah, so we grew up there's a lot of loyalty to teams the same lot right but i mean i think it seemed like that but a lot of it was like they didn't have much choice it's turning into all business now right and uh you know I, I, in some way I, I get it but in other ways it's like well i don't know like for instance lebron fucking over dan gilbert in cleveland made sense because dan gilbert was like a shitty fucking owner 
And then after LeBron left the first time, he wrote this letter hating on him and all this shit. So when LeBron came back, I think LeBron had all right to be like, I could say fuck you again because you were such an asshole. You know, like, I don't think we, all these owners should just get a pass, you know, just because they're the owner. Like, they can right. be assholes and we could think they suck, too. Um, but if that's the case, then, like, why go play for them in the first? Like, you know, like the Donald Sterling for the Clippers. Like, Chris Paul, who I love, will talk about, like, yeah, he was a bad guy. And it's like, well, you signed with them. Like you, you you sign an extension with like if he was so bad and you knew it. Right. I don't know. And I get it's a system and place or whatever, but it's it's odd. All right, man. I have an album coming out tonight at midnight, by the way, of our recording. It's already out if you're listening to this. So everyone should go check that out. It's called Good Enough. And it's decent, you know, it's yeah, good yeah. enough, if you will. Um, a lot of me trying to sing, but not very well. Um, a lot of chill tracks. Uh, maybe someday I'll have more um, exciting songs, but we'll see. You know, however the music takes me, I guess. Hell yeah. And uh, anyway, thanks about all, God, man. All right, Tim. Peace. Uh, peace. Beats. 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 Beats.